Yo, what up? This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, man, we went back onto the gridiron, and I was super excited to do it, man. We brought you guys the offensive coordinator for the Jackson State Tigers, Brett Bartoloni. Now, this was an exciting one for me. This is going to be an exciting one for you fans out there, too, because, well, there's not much known about Brett Bartoloni out there on the uh, podcast sphere. And I know Jackson State Tiger fans are curious. They are trying to figure out who the hell is this guy. Um, he came from recently from the University of Nevada Wolfpack. And they're looking forward to what, what is this coach going to bring us? Well, for us, I've known Brett Bartoloni my whole life. So it was exciting to have our, our paths crossed professionally speaking, of course, and where I can give Jackson State fans a little bit of an insight into who Brett Bartoloni is and what he brings to the table. So we got to do that for you guys and. uh I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, I bring to you the great wisdom of the Jackson State football offensive coordinator, Brett Bartoloni. Alternate take. What's up? We are back, baby. And we went back to the gridiron and we brought you the offensive coordinator from Jackson State himself, Brett Bartoloni. What's up, sir? Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for having me. Look at you. Look at you smiling and everything. How's Jackson, Mississippi? Tell me how's it going down on there. Well, it's been good so far, man. I've, I've been here a few weeks now, and um, you know the, the the city itself is is awesome. It's a good switch up for me. I've never lived in the South before, so it's been good, man. I get I get fed really well. Everything everything on here has has oil or grease on it, or it's fried. And oh yeah, um, so I think I've gained a few pounds since since I've been down here. But the city itself is awesome. The Jackson community has has been awesome to me. Um, Staff here is great. The players are great. Everything about it, man. We, we've been off to a good start. So really happy to be here. Beautiful. Well, uh, the listeners don't know, but we've known each other a long time, haven't we, Brett Bartoloni? <laughs> yes, we have. Danny Rodriguez. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's been since uh, in seventh grade, I think. So we have a long, a a long time coming that our, our circles are, are meeting professionally, of course. But um, I wanted to give an interview for the Jackson State fans, for them, for them to be able to listen to, to go – what are we getting? What kind of coach are we getting? And I thought this would be the best platform to do that. So let's start from the beginning, my brother. Tell the Jackson State fans where you're from and how football came into your life. Yeah. So I, I grew up in Whittier, California, um, which is it's technically South South L.A. County, you would consider it. Um, I went to high school at La Habra High School right down the road. So, I mean, Whitt Whittier is like the southern most point of Los Angeles and Habra is like the most North and orange County you can get. And so I always tell people I'm, I'm basically, I'm, I'm, I'm on the bridge, you know, I'm, I'm the bridge of Southern California between LA County and orange County, you know, where Disneyland is. I'll put you about 15 minutes, you know, North of Disneyland, somewhere around there. That's the best way to describe it. But from Whittier, California, went to La Habra high school and just, just always has been in that area. And, uh, graduated from La Habra High School and I uh, I played at Washington State University um, and uh, ended my career early there which is how I kind of got uh, into the coaching deal so I spent my whole senior senior year at Washington State coaching and, and learning under the staff there which was which was awesome um, and that's kind of how I got my leeway that, that was my internship right there you know to, to get into coaching and so after I was done um, at Washington State, um, 
I, uh, I moved back home and I, I got a job coaching uh, receivers at, uh, at Whittier College. Um, so I spent the season there and then uh, I got an opportunity to go overseas, which is something, something not a lot of people get to do. But I, I gladly took that opportunity and, you know, being being a college football player, I, I never I never got to, to go overseas or do any sort of, uh, you know, summer abroad or anything like that or any type of travel. So um, I went overseas for like six months and I, I coached for uh, an amateur football club over there. Um, or basically what was the entire off season um, back here in, for American football um, and uh, got done there in, in June and then hopped into a, another gig at uh, St. Lawrence University in upstate New York where I coached the quarterbacks there um, for a season and then uh, then was was fortunate enough to um, get the job as an offensive coordinator at Carlson College which is uh, in Northfield which is a city about 45 minutes south of the Twin Cities, which um, that was an awesome experience for me. Uh, great staff there and, and uh, great mentorship there by Tom Jernell, the head football coach. And uh, I learned a lot, learned a lot when I was there. and I, I grew a lot when I was there. It was, it was an unbelievable opportunity for me. Um, and uh, after two seasons there, um, got hired as the offensive analyst at the University of Nevada. Um, and working with the quarterbacks there. And um, I mean, being, being under Coach Norvell and uh, Coach Mummy there, um, it was just, I mean, the, the, the experience that I got there, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, and it was, it was exactly something that I, that I wanted to do. And their, their mentorship to me um, was, was phenomenal. And I, I learned a lot and I grew a lot as a coach. And, you know, just coming, coming from, you know, Washington State where I played under Coach Leach, um, in his system, I mean, it was it was an easy transition for me to go into uh, Nevada and, and really do the same system with with a twist. You know, everyone everyone's got their own twist, so it was interesting to get their thoughts and, and see how how they're doing it. And uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to to work along with um, with Carson Carson Strong and um, just just be around some some good quarterbacks, some really good quarterbacks, and, and some really good people. And so. Um, the last two years in, in Reno was, was just awesome, man. It was, it was a lot of fun and we scored a lot of points and um, I learned a lot, man. I learned a lot. And I'm, I'm taking all that knowledge with me here now to Jackson, Mississippi. How about you didn't even mention once La, La Mirada Matadors, man. Don't forget what you're from. <laughs> Come on. That's right. No, I, that's right. No. I, saw, I, I did. I did play for one of the greatest Pop Warner dynasties to ever to ever set face and, that's and, what i'm saying man come on that's your roots dude i, no, I, I know it I, that was that was a dynasty that was like a seven-year deal man we, we were rolling for a while there that's what i'm saying I came, childhood i came home one time and i saw your brother crying watching your highlights it was it was the saddest thing i've ever seen in my life he had like three whiskeys and he was like he was so good <laughs> yeah it was one of those nights huh? he's the one he was like he was like rudy's brother you know rudy's yeah. brother Frank. <laughs> just reminiscent the good he was the good old days man that's when your brother was good at football too. So it's also it's an experience for him too. <laughs> anyway, he was um, good, man. He, he was good. He played uh, he played corner. Ah, he, he showed me his corner, game winning pick. I was like, dog, you're like seven. Relax. You're like thirty. Hey, man. Hey, we we won a couple chips. That's what I've heard, man. I've heard I've heard some I've heard some stories. That was a good team. That was they don't they don't make pop Warner teams like that anymore. No, 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 not at all, man. Um, when you went to La Habra, how how important was it for you to 
did you ever think in your head, like, I'm going to, I'm playing to get a scholarship or you're just like, I just love football and I'm going to play it as hard as I can and just let the chips fall where they may. Cause I know there's like two different mindsets when you're playing ball. Well, well, I love playing football and I, I love everything that comes along with the game. I mean, football, football is a true warrior sport. And the crazy thing about it is it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? There, there's a reason why there's a bunch of people not playing football, man. It's because it's tough. And I, I think there's countless lessons you could, you could learn from football. It, it is the ultimate team sport. And I, I think it brings people together from all types of backgrounds in that, in that locker room. And that's a sacred place. And then when you go through a certain type of hardship or, or adversity and, and you're on the field or you're, you're in the weight room, like that's, that's special, man. Like that's, that's truly special. And I, the biggest thing like football personally for, for me is the, you got to overcome adversity at some point in life. It seems like, you know, after, after playing football all those years and playing at Washington state, um, it's like now, now I'm just, I'm, I'm a normal guy, you know, and I'm, I'm coaching and all that. But like, to, to me, like maybe, maybe someone's everyday problem, like that's nothing to me. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you go, you go through so much hardship and adversity and, you know, when, when, when adversity comes, you just, nowadays, I just, I face it head on, you know, and you, you welcome it and you embrace it. Um, so I, I love the game. I love playing it. I love everything that, um, that it brought to the table. Um, but I, I for sure always want to play it at the highest level, you know? So I, I always had a, a scholarship in mind. I, I, I dreamt about myself playing college football and NFL football, you know, that was, that was truly important to me. So, you know, that was a mission to me probably, after sixth, seventh grade, you know, I, I realized, okay, I, I could maybe be kind of good at this sport, you know, and that was kind of a vision for me. I set a vision for myself that, um, yeah, I, I did want to play college football and, and eventually the NFL. That was, that was my goal. So going into La Habra, I, I did have a mission. I always had that on my mind. Yeah. And when you got to, uh, when you got to Washington state, how, how, uh, how important is it to you now looking back, how it all came full circle? I mean, um, and your brothers told me like countless times a story about when Leach was in your living room or he gave you a phone call letting you know that you're getting that scholarship. And then now years later, you know, like learning so much under that guy's system and being able to relate it to your players. Now, how much of it, how important was that to you being able to go to Washington state, go Cougs? <laughs> no, I see you got the flag in the back. That's awesome. I had to. Um, it is, it, it is funny how, how life works out. I like, you know, if I, you know, back when I was, you know, a, a senior in, in high school, um, getting that phone call. Would I, would I ever dream I'd, I'd be in this situation right now? Probably not. No. Um, you know, I, I, I had always had coaching in, in the back of my mind, you know, um, and I always thought it was something I could, I could do. Um, but I mean, shoot, I, I never really knew what I wanted to do, you know, after, after football, you know, after football, it's like, at, at one point it's like, dude, I've, I wanted to be a dentist at one point, you know, I, I want to be a dentist and I, you know, I want to work on people's teeth to make a lot of money, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, and then, then maybe I thought about getting into sales or, you know, whatever, but I, I always, I always did have coaching on my mind, but I remember I, I had a conversation with, um, with one of my coaches at, at La Habra and, um, you know, when, when that whole thing went down and I decided I was going to Washington state, like when one of the first things he said to me is like, Hey man, like this, this could be one of the best things that ever happened to you. Because I mean, especially if you're thinking about coaching, man, this, this is, this is a guy that you want to be under, <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever you do, you, you gotta, you gotta play good. You, you gotta do a good job for this guy, you know? And so I didn't really think much of it at 
time, but like, as I, as I've gone through, you know, each spot where I've been and I've been through the coaching over the years, it's like, that's, that's held up completely. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's held up completely. So um, to be where I'm at now, after, after playing under that system, after coaching in it, um, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty humbling um, to be in this situation. And it's, it's just crazy how it all, how it all worked out, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, and your and your years playing, I mean, like on a game per game basis, your your numbers were insane, man. I remember the beginning, like your freshman year and your sophomore year before you got hurt. Um, you were like the most targeted player on the team, man. And it and that's like during a time where there was like crazy, crazy players that were playing at Washington State that were setting records. You know, later on, Gabe Marks came along. Um, but I think a the most yeah, dude, a bunch of good receivers, dude. I, I had the flag back here. We had a we had a um a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. The other day, and she's a Oregon State alumni. She goes, "What's up with the Cougs?" And I was like, "I went to a party there once, and that's it. I kept, <laughs> I kept the flag." Hey, no, the the Cougs and the Beavs, they they got a lot of respect for each other. Yeah, there, there, there was no animosity. No, Cor Corvallis is is similar to Pullman. I hear. Yeah, that's so. exactly what I hear. But um, when you um, when you started making that change as a coach and start getting that opportunities, how did your mindset change? Because from what I've heard from players turning into coaches that it could be kind of a struggle to have that same fire under your belly. Like it, sometimes it takes time to get that fire back to where you go, Oh, I feel like I, I have the same mentality as I did as a player now, but I have it as a coach. Um, was that easy for you to go into that transition as a, you know, in that mind, or was it, did it still take you some time to where you had to get juiced before a game and have the same intensity? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's always been that mindset. Um, I think like at being a coach, you know, it's, I still get those same, you know, that same type of feeling, those same goosebumps, but before again, cause it's, it just comes down to sense of purpose, you know, sense of purpose is what, that's what kind of drives me. You know, if I, if I feel like I'm, you know, if I were in a certain profession, I, I was feeling a, a sense of purpose for, for my life or maybe uh, someone else's life and I, I wouldn't be doing it. So I truly feel like what I'm doing is, is making a difference. And I, I feel like this is how I could best impact society. You know what I mean? And, and young men, it's because I've been there, you know, I've, I've been there and I've done it. And, uh, you know, coaching is the next best thing other than playing, you know, playing is the best thing. Coaching is the next best thing. Um, if this is the best way that, that I could impact young men and, and help them transition in, into their life, you know, coaching, coaching on the field is, is one thing, but, but setting them up for success after the fact and being a resource for them after the fact that that means more to me you know, truly. So, you know, game, game days is great. Yeah. I, I love game days and I, I get juiced up. I get excited for game days, man, because you know, even though, yeah, you're not strapping up, you know, and, and you're going, you're not going to war with, with all those guys playing in between the lines. Um, it is Saturdays are a truly gratifying experience because, um, you know, you, you know, you're making a difference, you know what I mean? And that this is what it's, it's led up to, you know, and not a lot of people, they, they, they don't see what happens, you know, Sundays through, Friday, you know, and all the work that gets poured in during the week or, or in the off season, no one's paying attention to what we're doing right now. Saturdays though. And, and to see it, to see it unfold and to see us be successful on Saturday, that's what gives me chills, you know, and that's, that's what truly makes it all, makes it all worth it. And that's, that's what I'm trying to fill as a, as a coach. And that's my sense of purpose. I'm glad you mentioned the, uh, the stuff that people don't see, like what would be the things that you can tell people, 
about what you have to do as a coach that people don't see the recruiting, the, all the film, like how much of that is your week before the, before you get to have fun on Saturdays? Yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a lot. And you know, it, there's different phases to it. Um, you know, during, during the season, it's just, it's an everyday, you know, all day affair because you're just constantly planning. You know what I mean? You're, you're planning for every single situation, every single outcome that can happen. You just want to be the most prepared human that you could possibly be. You don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. You don't know what, what defense is going to come out and, and do. You got to think ahead, man, and, and you got to be prepared. And like, I, I know myself, like, I, I can't go to sleep at night, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking about all the different things that could possibly happen. So I, I won't sleep until I know we're prepared. And I feel like we have a good answer, you know. Um, but that just goes during the week. You know, there, there's the practice, there's the planning, you're, you're watching the tape, but you're, you're still recruiting during the season. You know, the recruiting doesn't stop. You know, and the, the recruiting is year round. It, it does not it does not stop. You're, you're traveling, you're, you're flying, you're driving, you're, you're making phone calls. So what's going on right now, like a lot of people, they don't they don't see it. You know, they, they, they don't know what's going on, but there, there is a lot of planning going on right now. It's it's not just, you know, evaluation for, um, you know, ourselves and, and you know, our, our own tape and our own team. You know, we're, we're evaluating personnel. And players, you know, we're, we're planning ahead for, for our scheme, um, for what other teams may give us during the season, just all, all the different outcomes that could happen, how we practice, how, how efficient we could make practice. Like this stuff takes time to talk about. You got to plan where, where everyone's going to be, where everyone's going to go and how we transition and, and where the film is going to be and, and all that stuff. It, it makes a difference. You know, it really does. Um, but that, you know, that, that along um, with, with the recruiting and, just with all the development that, that goes into it, that we pour into these players in the off season, it's, it's a lot. It is. And, and that's, that's great. And I, I wake up every day and I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to get after it because it just, it just goes back to, to me, you know, fulfilling what, what I want to do and what I want to achieve. And I, I've been, I've been coaching for, for a while now. And it's like, I, I still haven't woken up one day and, and dreaded, you know, walking in there in the morning, you know, I, I really haven't, I, I just wake up and I'm, I'm ready to go. It's time to work, you know, and, and I'm excited to do it. Yeah, dude. I think that's, what's like admirable about just people in general, man, is when you have that attitude about anything, especially when, you know, you're starting from the bottom and you still have that same energy at the bottom level of college. like, no, there's no disrespect to what your college, but they're not Nevada and they're not Jackson state, but to have the same mentality as you have at Jackson state and Nevada, as you do at Whittier college, that, that, is proof that you want this. So you, you ain't, you ain't messing around, man. This is, this is the real deal and you're after it. Um, yeah. What were your biggest so far mentors as, as coaches um, as now that you're ahead, now that you're, you know, an offensive coordinator, I know Mike Leach is obviously a big one, um, but the ones along the way that taught you certain things where you're like, damn, dude, I'm so glad I crossed paths with that guy because if I didn't, I don't even know if I would have came across that information. Maybe I would have, but sure. the way he got it to me, it's just a different way. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's a few of them, you know, I mean, ev everywhere I've been, though, you know, those coaching staffs and those head coaches have been unbelievable to me. And I've, I've learned a little bit of something everywhere I've been, you know, coach, uh, when I, I was in upstate New York for a while and, uh, coach Puck Haber there, he, he was the head coach and he, he was awesome. Me, he's a super smart ball coach. And I, I learned a ton from him, you know, and then, and then I go to, uh, to Minnesota and I'm at Carleton college with coach Tom Janell he was an unbelievable mentor to me. Um, Cause I mean, it, it, from everything, you know, he, he always, he's been doing this thing a while, man. And um, 
you know, as far as, as developing players and the recruiting side of it, any, any type of situation I could have come across, he always had a background story for it. And he always had something to say about it. It was always a teaching moment that I was able to absorb. Um, not to mention, I mean, X's and O's wise, the guy was just unbelievable as well. He's super sharp. And, you know, the, the greatest thing I took from, from being there uh, the last two years um, or the two years I was there was, you know, he was a defensive coach. He was a defense coach for like 30 years. Being a defensive coordinator for that long, you you accumulate a lot of knowledge. And so I got as much just just sitting, just sitting in his meetings and hearing him talk about defense and, and what defenses are trying to do. Like to to me, that changed a lot of things. That that changed how my thought process went into, you know, offensively and planning for offense. So um I learned just a, a ton from him. Um really about everything, <laughs> you know. Um, and then, of course, the last two years, you know, being being with Coach Jay Norvell and uh, Coach Matt Mummy at, at Nevada, they were they were unbelievable mentors to me and, and just treated me with the utmost respect. And just being able to, to sit by those guys and spend as much time with those guys as I, I did, you know, you, you can't put a price tag on that. So um, all, all those coaches were uh, were just awesome to me. And then the one the one I would say that I'm that I'm leaving out right now, but I. I won't leave out is uh, Coach Mealy at Mississippi State right now. Coach Mealy's he's always been there for me from from the jump, from the beginning. As as soon as I left Washington State, from the beginning, um, I I've kept in touch with him. And now we're we're we we're on a week to week basis at this point. We we talk all the time, and he's he's always been there for me, and he's always been a great mentor for me. Damn, that's huge, man. I think about that, and I think about. How great, like I always think about that for any anybody who's made it in any sort of profession, they always say, like, dude, if I didn't have these guys, like I don't know. Like, and I don't I, I believe that I believe that to a certain extent. I always think certain people would have been successful no matter what, because they're not afraid to ask questions, they're not afraid to go out of their way to pick people's brains. But you know, it's nice that you have that relationship with those people. When you're when your coaching staff uh left Nevada for for Colorado State, uh walk me through that experience, man, because I remember I remember talking to you over the phone about that. And it was a lot of, a lot of unknowns, man. And it was a lot of uh, responsibilities given to you right away. And uh, I don't know if a lot of the other college football world knows, but essentially there was only a couple coaches left from Nevada coaching staff, maybe like <laughs> three or four. I know you guys gave like me, there's a handful of us. I know you guys gave me a call to come coach, but I was busy. I, <laughs> and uh, I have some great, I have some great plays. Annexation of Puerto Rico, uh, yeah. back, backside Georgia verse, like your life depended upon it. It's a great. Yeah. <laughs> You know, spider two white banana. I, I have great plays, is what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah, we did that. Oh, we did that. There you go. <laughs> but uh walk me through that experience, man. I know that was a for me when I remember when your brother was telling me about it, I was like, Oh, dude, this is awesome. This is a huge opportunity for Brett. And he was like, well, What do you what do you mean? Like they, they don't even have any coaches. I'm like, dude, like the fact that he's like getting the offense in this moment, this is phenomenal. I can't wait to watch this, man. Tell me about all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, at, at first it's just like, okay, well, here, here we go, boys, saddle up, you know, and, and, and coach left and, and all that. And they, they did what they had to do. But it was, it was an awesome opportunity because, because now you got all these, these younger guys and these younger coaches who are, who are hungry and, you know what, we, we want to make a difference, man. And we, we felt like we could, <laughs> you know. So um, what we ended up doing, we actually we ended up bringing in you know, we, we had to we had to hire some some more coaches just come in and uh, coach for the game in, in a few weeks they were there. And that was awesome, too, because we, we brought in guys that were just super smart ball coaches. They, they you know, they've been doing it. They know a lot about ball. 
And it was just guys that, that, you know, you would know from, you know, other mutual coaches, you know, guys, guys that have been there that they're now coming back. And it's like, Oh yeah, dude, I, I've heard your name. And, and now we're, we're here and we're, we're game planning together. And so, you know, we, we brought in a handful of guys and um, I mean, just, just collectively as, as a group, um, it was an awesome experience. Um, just, just game planning and planning around it. And just, just with the pieces that, that we had trying to, trying to get something together, um, you know? And so um, I, I commend all those guys that, that were there. That's a, that's a few weeks right there. That I'll, I'll never forget. You know, I, I really, I'll, I'll never forget those, you know, those few weeks and that, that we, we had in, in Detroit prepping to play Western Michigan in that bowl game. That was, um, <laughs> that was, that was quite the deal. A lot, lot of fun though. And, and a, actually a really, really good experience. Yeah. Shout out coach Ibarra, man. Coach Austin Ibarra. That was, <laughs> that's our boy right there. Phenomenal. Brought the, yeah. Brought in the secret weapon. Booked in the right, the next plane. It was like, I'll be there. Let's do it, man. I love that's, that. That's what it was like, man. It's like, hey, can you, can you be here in two days? Like, we're going to put you on a flight. <laughs> there it is. You know I mean? oh, damn, I love it. Um, Now that you're at Jackson State, so we've, we've covered your bases and how far you've gotten now, man. What can Jackson State fans look forward to, man? What What do you bring to the offense? I, you know, I know you can't run my plays because I have a, have a trademark on them. <laughs> but um, uh, what can Jackson State fans look forward to, man? I know you guys got a crazy recruiting class. Um, you're already exciting because your head coach is Deion Sanders. So it's already adds an element of fire to you guys, no matter what you guys are always going to be in the spotlight and uh, people are excited for this season, man. I mean, the number one recruit in the country went at Jackson state for God's sakes. This is, this is a whole nother level, man. What, what does Brett Bartoloni bring to Jackson state? Well, I think, I think uh, the fans and the community can just, they can expect an offensive unit. That's going to be super prepared. You know, they're, they're going to be super prepared and um, they're going to play confident. You, you're, you're going to see a very confident group out there um, playing fast and, and playing physical and, and playing with speed. Um, we will be electric. I'm not going to give away too many, too many uh, nuggets to you right now. I don't want to put that on, on, on the air, but, uh, but we, we go, we're going to play fast and, and we'll play, we'll play confidently and, and we're going to use our playmakers and we're, we're going to use space and, and all that good stuff. Um, it's, it's not just, we, we got the tools here, man. We, we got the tools here and, and the offensive coaches that we have here are, they're great coaches. So we, we got a bunch of great minds and we got a bunch of great players. We just, we all just got to get on the same page, man. We all just got to play, you know, play good football, execute at a high level. I think we got to um, limit penalties. You know, we, we were, we were um, a heavily penalized team last year. I mean, that's, that's half the battle just cutting down on the penalties and that's, that's going to save us a bunch of yards. Um, but we're, we're going to be dynamic and uh, we're going to be prepared. I can promise you that. Oh yeah, dude. Don't, don't talk to me about penalties. I'm a Raiders fan. I know all about penalties, <laughs> I know all about penalties. I right. get a heart attack every Sunday. I can't deal with it. So I'm going to be up there. I'm going to take a trip. Uh, Dion got to keep coming. Dude, well, I got to go before because you know, before the hoopla, man, you got to show me around the city. I like to get settled, man. I, I like to go to get my favorite restaurants. Then I make friends. So when I go back, I'm already good. I don't, I don't have to play any games. So, uh, they, got a, they got a lot of live music down here. I, I haven't ventured out much. I haven't had much time to get around, but I, I hear there's some live music. Oh, I know. I know you love Brett, the live music. Brett Barloni, don't threaten me with a good time, brother. When, when, <laughs> when's, when's your guys' next break? When you guys have any available time? Uh, we, we might get some time in March. We'll see. I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk about it, man. We'll talk about we'll talk, it. We'll talk details, man. Exactly. Yeah. Well, dude, um, I wanted to keep this, 
you know, fairly short. I wanted to give Jackson State fans just a good summary of you, man. I want them to get excited. Um, I know, like, if you're looking around right now, no one knows anything about Brett Bartoloni, you know, and I was like, I know a lot about him. So I figured let's bring you on. That's good. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, exactly, dude. Keep it in the family. And uh, I was like, we can give them something to, to listen to, and then uh, maybe they'll crave you coming back. I mean, we'll bring you back in the middle of the season or whatnot. Oh, I, I appreciate you for having me, as, as always. It looks like not much has changed mm. over there. Mm. Mm -mm. No, the pot has gotten cool. Everything else still sucks. So what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do, man? Well, I appreciate you, man. Anyways, man, I'll, I'll, give, your, I'll give your dad a, a hug for you, and I'll give the rest of your family a hug for you, man. I miss you, buddy. I miss you, too, man. Tell, tell John I say hello. Tremendous. Your little brother, John. I'll let him know. Jesus. <laughs> all awesome. right, brother. This has been Alternate Take. We'll see you guys later. Peace. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with the offensive coordinator of the Jackson State Tigers, Brett Bartoloni. Thanks a lot for stopping in, Brett. You're the man, brother. Um, we go way back, and I am super stoked to see you have the success you've had, you know, not only as a, as a football coach, but, uh, you know, as a friend, man, and as a brother. So, We'll be seeing you up there. We'll be over there in, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi over this weekend for uh, Dion's big uh, bash for the team. We're excited to be there, and I'm honored to be there, and uh, I'm honored to call you my friend, man. So all of you Jackson State fans, I put all of Brett's links in the podcast description. You can find out his social medias and um, you know cool videos on what they're doing over there at Jackson State. And then for all of you Alternate Take fans, you can follow us at Alternate Take DR on Instagram and on TikTok. And uh, thanks for stopping in, man. This has been Alton Take. See you guys later. Peace.